Okay. Okay, let's make a start. Okay. So I'm sure you're wondering a little about the title, um, War of Independence, but it's not really so complicated. We've uh, touched recently on a uh, whole variety of um, sort of challenges, uh, experiences that um, have the effect of limiting our full good capacity for engaging in the learning Torah as much as we might otherwise be able to do. And um, there's no you know, denying that we do have a good awareness of how much it is valued and considered to be of great importance, a great benefit. So um, cannot uh, sort of, but to re realize that to a certain degree, our full independence is limited. The factors that uh, work against our being able to engage in the best kind of good learning or the most amount of good learning are clearly uh, limitations on our full freedom. So we can find ways to uh, regain that or establish that. That's definitely a, uh, a good war to fight. Okay, why call it a war? That's, of course, drawing from the Masulis Hashanah that uh, everything in life is uh, some kind of mechama. But um, I'm hoping this kind of mechama can be of a very different nature than the one that uh, has all the intensity and the ferocity of a typical uh, real uh, life and death battles. Although it is a very high, very high uh, value, so to speak. Shall we say high stakes? But uh, I think it could be essentially achieved in a much more gentle kind of way. If essentially awareness and understanding and not relying uh, upon intensity and um, fighting. Okay, so just, as, just to sort of um, set the stage where we want to try to get to tonight, um, we've uh, received a lot of good input of different kind of life challenges, and um, which is very much appreciated, very, very valuable. And in our last session, we had the suggestion that there is a possible, quite possible fundamental cause without, of course, attempting to say that um, any individual knows what's going on by any other individual. But the, uh, the descriptions could definitely find a place in a very large, you could say, a worldwide pattern of um, people struggling with the very fundamental attitude about themselves. Am I good enough? Am I okay? Am I a success? Am I a failure? Um, am I finding favor in Hashem's eyes or maybe otherwise? And that could explain very, very readily, very reasonably how uh, when if I'm starting to fall behind in the daf or if I'm not learning on the same level that I used to or if I'm not meeting the goals that were set out for me in yeshiva or if I'm not enjoying the great uh, simcha that's supposed to or was 
presented as being able to come from learning that I could feel like oh, I'm just not succeeding. I'm not measuring up. I'm not good enough. I'm a failure. And it may not take that form in such clear, clear words and it would be a sort of a lot to come to that conscious awareness. Um, but that could certainly be a, a very understandable root power in many of these life situations that were described. And of course, there's so many more of the similar nature where the experience that I'm having relating to learning uh, either disappoints me in my attempt to gain a feeling of success about myself, which could be coming, trying to come from enormous accomplishment, transformative accomplishment, great, great things, and being disappointed in that and not succeeding in giving myself the proof of my worthiness, or certainly if it's coming from the feelings that uh, I'm not measuring up and I'm not doing as much as I could, so I'm not really a good learner or not really a good Jew. One person said um, he doesn't have the motivation because it doesn't make him feel like he's not a good Jew if he doesn't learn. It's like it's, it's, it's showing the possibility that everything we're doing is based on am I good or am I not good? So one thing we could say for sure that if many or most of the things that we're doing is directed at trying to establish for ourselves the feeling that I am good enough and I am successful, we're definitely not living according to the system that the Masulah Sasharim is advising us. Because that's not what he sets out as what should be the focus and our hope and aspiration in everything I'm doing. It's something quite different. So we could recognize that um, what is uh, at work within us in a very powerful way is definitely holding us back from the best good experience. Uh, we're, diverting, we're diverting us in a different direction than what really we know, based on our learning, would be um, the most desired path in life. We should not be focused on, am I good enough? And is Hashem okay with me? We should be focused on, how can I come closer to Him? Is that making sense so far? <laughs> uh, anybody who wants to weigh in on whether that made sense is welcome to. You always have three options. Yes, no, or if you want, you can say it again which I can't guarantee that I'm going to want to. I, I missed the first uh, uh, for a few minutes that I got cut out, but it sounded, the rest of that sounded pretty good to me. Okay. Um, <laughs> the, basic, the basic concept is that uh, those fundamental feelings of not feeling good enough about myself are triggered in many learning situations. I learn for one hour, I feel I should learn for two hours so that I'm not being a good Jew and this is not manageable. And it shuts down, it shuts us down. Now if something shuts us down, that means it's very powerful. Because if it was just a matter of, okay, it's a little bit, um, you know, 
a little bit, some kind of a sacrifice I have to make to bear a little bit of discomfort, that probably would be willing to make. Most people would be willing to wait for some to make for something that they understand to be of great spiritual value. We make plenty of sacrifices in life for things that we recognize to be important. But then there are some things that just shut us down and we just cannot go there. So when somebody's being shut down, that shows that it's something very powerful. Now, this may sound funny, but the discovery of this problem should really be in a certain sense, the cause of a good celebration. Why is that? Because what's the alternative? The alternative is to be totally unaware of what's going on by us. And then we certainly have no hope of getting out or making any change because we're totally lost. And I can testify that that can happen quite um, fully and completely. Where we may think that we're engaging in um, good activity or we may think that uh, for whatever reason, this doesn't apply to me. And um, we're not aware of what is really happening. But once we are somewhat aware that, oh, there's the most powerful emotional forces that are at play, even though we don't see any, any simple solution, that's already essentially a very good situation, much better than when we're totally lost, like we say. So then now the question is, okay, we are aware of this significant challenge. Where does that leave us? Is it our, our job, our role, our mission to try to address this? And is there a way? So, Okay, the best way I think to to relate to it, which is maybe the best good step, first step, is to ask ourselves, okay, why does this exist within us and in the very large human experience? Why are these feelings here? Where do they come from? What are they all about? Who put them here? How did they get here? Did we did we choose them? Did we seek them out? And we decide one day, okay, I think I'd like to feel like I'm a failure. Probably not. <laughs> These are very powerful forces that are in the person. And if we ask ourselves, well, where did they come from? What is the source of them? And I don't mean to say uh, well, something about, you know, parenting. Because, of course, there can be um, causes of a, uh, of a derechateva dika nature but they're ultimately not the original cause. Anything that's taking place in our experience, um, there is an original cause for it. Okay, who wants to tell me what is that cause? What is the original cause of anything that can be found in our experience? <laughs> okay, well, if you see on the Maram Bekama sheet, it says here, a person is chayev to say, li nivra the entire world is created for me. Well, the author often brings it, he focuses on the enormous kindness and pleasure that exists in the world 
that a person can enjoy. And he draws from there that becomes our obligation to follow the ways of Hashem mm. and so be so kind and giving and creative for the benefit of others. But this this statement of means anything and everything in the world is created for us. And certainly whatever is within us is created for us. Okay, <laughs> so we know that everything that exists in our life, all the experiences, all the feelings, all the power that's within us, that's could somehow lift us up in a good way and other ways pull us down in the, uh, at least at the starting point, very challenging way. These are all the creations of Hashem. That's being created for us. Okay. So what's the next, what's the obvious next question? Why are they being created? Why are they being given to us? So the, the only way to answer that question is that once again, we go all the way back. Why is Hashem creating anything in the creation? Why is Hashem making the creation in its entirety to begin with and it's an ongoing recreative state that he's cont continuously recreating for each individual. What is the purpose of that? So for that, I think it's worth just a sort of reviewing just the uh, few lines that I picked out in the Derech Hashem. I'm not going to read the, the Lashon Kodesh part, just to say the ideas. This is like very, very condensed, but I think that we have enough here to uh, give us a good, a good foundation, a good anchor. So the Ramachal says, of course, that the purpose of the creation is to bestow Hashem's good to others. Hashem created the world to bestow of His good. How much, as we've learned, the maximum possible. Where is that good to be found? Of course, in Hashem Himself. So the means of that good coming to the created person will be by His being able to connect to the good that is of Hashem Himself. One of the critical ingredients and that to be accomplished, of course, as we know, is that the person should himself be the one who acquires it for himself. It will not be fully accomplished, according to Hashem's divine wisdom, by just being gifted to the person. He has to be the true possessor of it. He has to gain it for himself, of course, with Hashem's help, to become the person who is truly connecting to Hashem true Baalash Lengmas. Okay. So a person needs a system, a, a world, a, a life that will enable him to accomplish this and forge that closeness to Hashem through his own effort. 
So the Ramchal says, therefore Hashem created both, uh, shall we say, sides of a person, the, the, the nefesh and the guf, and he created within the world what he calls aspects of shlemus and aspects of deficiency. About which he says there has to be a many, many aspects, many details, many pratik, and many interrelated uh, connections between them. So it's a very uh, overall complex situation that it gives a person that, or we can call laboratory, battlegrounds, opportunity to gain for himself those aspects that bring him close to Hashem and remove from himself those that take him far away, which is also a method of coming close to Hashem. Okay, so we know that Hashem is creating a lot of elements that are of their basic nature positive and worthy to engage in and strengthen within ourselves and also many forces, many kochos that are of a negative nature. All the taivas, everything of the guf, everything that causes us to be distant from Hashem. Like he says, all the aspects of Shlemus, that's closest to Hashem. All the things that take us away, that's Hester Pana. That's Hashem is concealed there. Hashem is not there. There are many forces that are of the nature to take us away. They're all Hashem's creations. They're all placed in our life to have that opportunity to to by, by removing them, by struggling against them, to acquire the aspects of Shlemus and the condition of Shlemus of closest to Hashem. Okay. Anybody want to guess where I'm headed with this? It may be obvious, but it may not be totally obvious. <laughs> you can take a guess because it's, it's okay if we don't say exactly the same thing. Go ahead, Yehuda. I can't hear you. you have to unmute. Okay. Yeah, no, where, where my mind was going when you're reading that, the uh, Hashem was that <clears throat> the idea of it being necessary for you to be the Baal HaTov, and in order for you to truly have that Tov and good, whatever that is all about, it has to be that you are the one that not just worked for it, but it has to be that it's you doing it. It has to be that you are deciding, I'm going to, I guess in the practical sense, open up the Kamara because I want to do it. And this is what makes sense for me to do. And this is, this is me acting. It's not something that I'm saying that I'm supposed to do or by some objective, external, it, it, it's me doing it. It's me in a, it's the term, self-directed. You're the balatov. It's you doing it. So the things that make it difficult for you to do that when you work through them and figure out what they're about, so hopefully you come out on the other side with you doing it as actually you doing it because you decide that it makes sense for you to do. 
Oh, that's very good. That's excellent. And um, we definitely want to keep that in mind because <laughs> that's a very important part of the whole picture. I, I was referring specifically to the, the emotional challenge that blocks us. Can this awareness that everything that is in our experience, being a creation of Hashem, somehow um, enable us to take a step? Is it, does, this, does this provide us with any kind of a, uh, I don't know what to call it, <laughs> substance that we could use? We're, we're feeling about ourselves in a certain very powerful way, and it's shutting us down. But I sit down by the Gemara and I, and I say to myself, but I didn't become a Marbid's Torah, so I'm a failure. Or I can't keep up with the Dafyomi, so I'm a failure. Or I can't learn on the same level that I used to be able to learn, so I'm a failure. Or didn't change me to become really a holy person, so I'm a failure. Or I'm not getting shot a lot of times. I can't figure this out. I can't get on the wavelength of, you know, mice and chalos. I'm a failure. Is, is the awareness, just the basic fundamental concept that everything that is in our life is the creation of Hashem. Some of them are in Yoni Shlemus, some are in Yoni Chasarin, and the person is the one to to choose for himself, like the Rambam says, and Mida Taiva, like Ramchal is saying, to remove from himself the Chesaron, to choose for himself the Shlemus. So the thought that I had is that it could help us very much, at least in the form of enabling us to ask ourselves the question, what is this feeling really all about? What is this? What is the real nature of it? What is the true definition of it? Is it at least a possibility that this is a creation of Hashem as a powerful aspect of what can we say? Powerful aspect of Chesaron. How can we know it's an aspect? Can, can we ascertain? Is this an aspect of Chesaron? Is this a powerful negative force? that's given to a person to remove from himself, especially like we learned before that those midas that we're working on that bring towards Torah, that help towards Torah, they are itself part of that malus for Torah. Is this, could this be something that it is given to me to try to overcome and rise above and change within myself? Could it be that it's just a, a a powerful force that is given to me that does not really define me. It's not really that I am a failure. I'm just feeling this feeling and I've been given this very powerful feeling to struggle with. Could that be a possibility? So it would seem that we could, we could ascertain the answer to that. Because if we could find clear information that the true state of Shlemus is one where a person is feeling of himself his true 
inner goodness, his true inner greatness, his true basic fundamental state of closeness to Hashem and belovedness to Hashem, then we'll be able to know that a state of lacking that feeling or feeling quite the opposite, feeling unworthy, feeling deficient, feeling devoid, being devoid of that good feeling is clearly an aspect of the antithesis of Shleimus. So we'll know, oh, this is a, 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 a negative force that Hashem has created and given to us to try to address, and try to loosen, try to weaken, try to overcome, try to learn from it, perhaps, what is the peak opposite of this? Ask our, be able to ask ourselves, is this, is this feeling true? Is this correct? Is this based in reality? Or is this just an imagination? Is this a dimyayin? This is a power, very powerful force of dimyayin that is, that is within our life experience through Hashem's desire that it should be here. We'll, we'll be able perhaps to ask ourselves, is this really true? Is this the truth according to the Torah, according to what I really believe to be true? If we'll even be able to ask ourselves that question, we will already be putting it into question. There's this feeling, but is this feeling the feeling that a person should desirably have according to Torah life? Now, I did not pick it for myself, and I'm not going to I don't necessarily have to be faulting myself that this exists. <laughs> this could exist at a very young age, from a very young age, as a result of young age experiences, and that's there within me. So we're not trying to get at the point of like, you know, what point could I have known better? And, you know, that's not important right now. So this is in, the, in existence. What is the, the, the nature of a, of, of a terrible life? Well, we can see in the Art Safan, which is very well based on the mission that says, Chaviv Adam Shenivra B'Tzalem. Abishta has very great love for a human being. He created him in the image of Hashem. Even greater love. He made known to the person he's created in the image of Hashem. He's created with such an innate greatness and holiness. Of course, can I be stagnant? We have a mission to utilize it, to develop it. But the starting point is of such a closest to Hashem that the Ramchal says it would totally take over the goof if it wouldn't be suppressed and imprisoned and held back from doing its natural, spiritual, overpowering <laughs> action that would totally transform the goof and not enable us to even have our avoid. So it's an innate closest to Hashem of enormous degree. But it is subdued in this world. It's not naturally felt. But if we have the awareness from the Torah, that is the person. And the class was given even more. We're called the Badim Lamak. And even more, we're given, we're given Hashem's Torah. So we're showered with belovedness. This is Hashem's quality. Are we supposed to emulate Hashem? Of course, we're supposed to follow the ways of Hashem. Hashem has infinite love for human being, and even more for the Kali Yisrael. So we're all supposed to have it for ourselves. We're supposed to recognize that. This is no easy task. I'm not trying to make it like, just like, you know, oh, just learn that Mishnah, learn the peace in the and you're good to go. 
But that is the desired state of living according to the Torah. The Ritzafen writes it, that the awareness of that belovedness should be like a seal on our hearts that we never lose touch with. And we're always in touch with it. That feeling of belovedness to Hashem because of our innate, true, spiritually great nature. And of mm. course, it has to be developed more and more. <laughs> and we are the ones who can bring about that purpose that Hashem has of becoming truly close to Him as much as possible for human beings. So, so if we're, if we're not feeling that, then we can know, oh, this is something that is an aspect of Chisara. This is something that Hashem has created. Hashem has designed that this should exist in the human experience. A very powerful lack of that feeling or feeling opposite of that. Feeling completely devoid. But, but once we know that everything in our life is the creation of Hashem, we have that capacity to really start to examine it in that light. This is a feeling that's created by Hashem, but that's all it is, just a feeling. Is it a reflection of reality? Is it, is it, is it who I am? Is that myself? Or is this one of the things that Hashem has made in the Bria among so many things that he has made to serve for us as the means of working and doing and achieving our mission? We have many things to struggle against. Many midas. This is one of the big ones. Or could could very possibly be, at the very least. So we can already have a question. And that may be a very gentle kind of warfare that could be very powerful. To able to ask, is this feeling or reflection of reality? Is this what is this what I believe to be true? Then how could it be? How could it exist if it isn't true? It could exist. Hashem could have placed this into my life experience as a as a uniquely great challenge to have to try to address. But at the very least, I could I could see it what it is. Now I'm not coming to say even that um, this we can say with certainty. We don't even need that yet. All we need is to be able to ask the question, is it even at least possible that this is just a creation of Hashem that is powerful within us? And, and in a certain sense, in a strange kind of way, we should not um, run away from the opportunities when we experience that feeling. Because the natural tendency is that as soon as it starts to surface, we escape to something, we get ourselves busy. So, of course, when they arise through learning, we shouldn't run away from it because we're running away from the learning. Uh, but besides that, in a certain sense, like it's almost a blessing in disguise that it shuts down the learning, as strange as that may sound. But that helps us to realize, oh, there is a real challenge here. What is this really all about? And we shouldn't run away and distract ourselves because we should ask ourselves, okay, this feel that I am feeling, is it true? Is it based on reality? Is it something that I can affirm with my intellect as being correct? Or could it rather be something very different? 
Good. If this feeling, whatever the particulars of the feeling are for each individual person, are actually shutting down the learning, it is this considering the possibility or that, or is this a, I guess, I really want to say, is, is this a strong enough starting point to be able to combat that? Like if it's really shutting down learning and the way that you introduced this topic was with, this must be something pretty powerful. So it's something that you really do believe. So are we going to be able to just, I know you don't, you're not suggesting that we can just dismiss it by reading this one paragraph and all that stuff, but is that even enough to like, in my mind, come to the same conscious level of like, wait a second, how could this be? Like, could I actually put those two things head to head? Or is it more like, no, this is how I see things. So maybe a better starting point would be like, well, why do I see things this way? And if you're even asking the question and we're here talking, that clearly means that you rather it not be shutting down the learning. So there's clearly something there that makes you realize that you don't want it to be shutting down learning. So like, why do we even, I guess I'm saying two things, like why do we even need to go to the arts like, or to suggest that, oh, it could be this is based in reality. Like there's enough from the fact that there's discussion here that clearly this is something that's getting in the way of the way you want your life to look like and you want to be learning. So like, okay, so why do you think that? Like, and, and even once it's necessary, like, okay, so like, is that going to be a strong enough like this is clearly something very powerful. So oh, Hashem created Nanaki Saran, so I could just make it not real something. I, it's not really reality, it's just a feeling that I have that Hashem created, but it's not really true. And it, no, this is how you see reality right now. And it's not even allowing you to open the Gemara. So like is that gonna be enough to just say, Oh, it's not really real, it must be it's not real, it's just some feeling that Hashem made me feel so that I will be a challenge to become the Bala So like Right. So um that's a very good question. My, my hope is, you know, it's hard to know until we actually experiment with it. Um, it's certainly much better if we can experiment with it in a state of awareness rather than just having to suffer crashing and then building ourselves after, you know, <laughs> something really bad happens. But um, my hope is that... Um, if we like can have that kind of a full awareness of what is the nature of our existence, we go back to that fundamental basic starting point. The Abishta is creating us and everything that's within us. The Abishta is placing everything that is in our life into our life. That I'm not suggesting that is itself the solution. It's not intended to be that the solution. I'm not trying to come here and say this is going to solve the problem. No, that was not the kavana. But as a as a start, if I know whatever is in my life, the Abishta is putting it. So then, when I have that kind of a sense of things, feeling about things, I have more of an ability to question it, to ask myself question: Is this this? It's almost like. This, the, the, having the feeling enables me to question the basic issue. Let's say I had no feelings about it. I would have no need to question, am I being of worthiness or not? Is this feeling appropriate for me and my true nature? 
Does it really match who I really am or does it not? I would have no cause to even ask that question. Now that I have this powerful feeling that has the, such a powerful effect, I can, I can at least ask myself the question, does this really make sense? Is this really explainable according to what I essentially believe to be true? And I can, I can question it more. Is it, am I, am I to be faulted for the fact that I couldn't keep up with the daf this day? No, I really was trying my best. And yet I'm feeling like a failure. Wow, that's, that's fascinating. I didn't, I didn't, I don't see that I did something that causes, that warrants this kind of self-condemnation. But nevertheless, I'm feeling that. I'm trying to get shot and making a sincere effort. And it's talking difficult, it's schwer. Should I be faulted and therefore come to feel about myself? I'm no good. I don't know how to learn. Everybody else knows how to learn better than me. I'm the only one who can't get it. Is that even really true? Do I really believe that's true? That like, I'm the only one who can't get shot. All other, other, other people, all my peers, they could. It's not even so logical. Meaning we'll discover that there is, there is magical negative thinking. Like, you know, similar to like the, the addict who says, I'll have one more drink and everything will be fine. Next thing you know, he's unconscious. This is purely non-logical thinking that can take place or thinking, feeling, powerful, powerful feelings that are not, that do not match with what our intellect can teach us is of a real, true nature. Then, then it becomes very different, like, whoa, whoa, this is going on over here. Whoa, this is, this is amazing. But, but, <laughs> But is it is it really true, or is it just feeling? Okay, it's feeling. Okay, uh, there's this feeling here. Shem made this feeling. For a long time, it was fooling me. For a long time, it was making me feel like I really am a failure. But now, after I after I clearly recognize that this is just purely a creation of Hashem that I did not choose for myself, that I cannot find is based in reality that could very possibly be a creation of Hashem that's not going to even go away so fast just because of this awareness not going to immediately vanish <laughs> the game is not over yet but it's like similar to like many things right person could see Taivi is pursuing does not give him satisfaction that recognition of that does not automatically solve the problem and say okay done with this because it doesn't really work for me. There are a lot of things that we keep going back to with the imagination that it's going to work this time. Maybe this time it'll be good. Maybe this time it'll help. So they can be very strongly in place. Thoughts and feelings. That our avoider could very well be at least at the starting point to ask a question about it. Does this match with reality? Is this really what we believe to be true and correct? So there's a, there's an awareness of some kind of a, a paradox that someone else would share with me. I'll be able to show him, no, you're really a good guy. You're not a bad Jew. <laughs> you're really trying sincerely. Maybe there's room to do a little bit more, but not enough that you should feel about yourself that you're a bad guy, that you're a failure, that you don't measure up. No. I, could, I, I would see for him, yeah, I would have every good respect for him. 
He's sincere. He's trying hard. He's, 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 he's putting in good effort. It's wonderful. But when, when I'm the person in the situation, it's, it's very different. Now, can, can we really like know why Hashem wants us to be? That much we can't expect. To, to, can't really hope to know that. Or at least, you know, <laughs> I, can't, I can't tell you that, that's for sure. I hope we could maybe gain better understanding. But certainly in terms of it being a very fundamental aspect of what is Hashem, that is no deny. A car of Eirach Atzmoy, a car of a person's innate value and true great belovedness by Hashem versus the opposite kind of feeling is definitely very, very primary in a person's a whole shlemus. It's a good helpful device. This is this is fundamental. Go ahead. The thing that if a person never had any of the negative feelings towards the things that are appropriate for him to be doing, try to avoid things supposed to be doing, yeah. um, then you would never have any reason to question or consider does this make sense? It would just be okay. So yeah, I'm learning, I'm learning, I'm doing what I should be doing, and that's it. And and right. but to truly come to an inherent like from within recognition of the Erech Atmo, there has to be a, a contrast of what I am feeling and to say one second, but this is not fitting into the words that I'm reading here that are a description of the reality. So what's right. going on? And, and I, then that... to come to a true recognition of the Erech Atmo. Right, it can get very confusing because we could naturally tend to feel like I'm, I'm sort of like I'm, I'm dishonest, I'm, I'm a hypocrite here. I'm reading this and I'm claiming to believe this and subscribe to this, and yet I'm feeling differently. So, you know, like what's the matter with me? Like maybe I don't really, maybe I shouldn't, but maybe I can't believe it because you see. So we need to know, no, no, no. <laughs> it could be, yes, I recognize this, I hold by this to be true. And yet I could feel very, very differently. If we ever have the experience of being like harmed by somebody and feeling very harsh, negative feelings towards that person, which we could ourselves know does not fit with what we believe to be true in terms of a moon to be talking and Hashem running the world, we could look, have a wake up that like, oh, I really hold Hashem as running the world. And yet I hate this guy. Well, why? He's nothing. He's nobody. Why do I hate the Clintons? <laughs> why do we hate Obama? Why do we hate the left? They're nothing. They're nobody. Okay, so talk radio, you know, wilds us up. But even after all that, <laughs> do they really have any power? Can they harm the country? Can they do anything bad to America? If Hashem wants America to be strong and successful, no, they cannot do a thing. All the Marxists cannot do a thing. Yet we hate them. <laughs> so we can recognize, oh, there are emotional forces in a person that take him away from what he really knows to be true. And we can use those experiences, those, this, those powerful, unpleasant, shall we say, experiences as a means of you know, gaining the contrast. Oh, I have to deepen the Amuna. Like Dalt Levardic said, you know, the Amuna is very is, is, is shaky. So what's the Yetzirah? You have to drive it in deeper. So is it possible that Hashem wants this generation to have the struggle of coming to recognize their true, infinitely great value of being Telemelechim through the struggle of the, the being devoid of self-worth? 
Could, is that possible? Could such a thing possibly be in the Bria? <laughs> I think we could say yes, it's possible. Can we say with certainty that we know the Dark Yashem? We don't want to say with certainty, even if we think so. But <laughs> can it be a possibility? It could be a possibility. So then it's like directing us. And I don't mean to again to just like to overpower it. Because it's not so simple just to overpower it. And that's why there is a place to understand where these feelings come from, what's it really all about, what, what can be the cause of it. Try to like lessen that, weaken that a little bit, and you know, come back to the truth. Like the Chomoslavava says, Eitara will consistently try to cause a person to doubt even the most fundamental things. And he says over and over, return to the Seichel, return to the Seichel. So we have to hope that the combination of the good learning, what we can believe and know to be true, but being involved in it in a very good way, and while at the same time being will, willing to bear the discomfort of feeling differently. We have to be able to, to be civil that what I'm learning is sort of putting me in a state of, of conflict, of, 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 of discomfort. I don't, I'm not feeling what I'm, what I'm seeing here. It should make me feel so good. And yet it doesn't yet. To be able to at least accept that and utilize all the good methods that, that are available. And I hope Mr. Shema Tishma will hear more about of how to be less controlled by those thoughts and those feelings. So I think uh, there's something good to look forward to. If there's, um, you know, any any other uh, reaction, comment, question, disagreement uh, by anybody, it's uh, most welcome. <laughs> okay, well, that's the Baruch Hashem, we're in unanimous agreement. agreement. <laughs> Okay, I think that pretty much covers whatever I had in mind. Um, yeah, just this last paragraph from Avobi is very telling, where he describes the uh, experience of a person coming into contact with his uh, real, true, basic nature, with all that it encompasses, even though it's very painful, but at the very least, he can already make separation between himself and all those midas and all those challenges and all those inner workings that previously he identified with as being himself. And now he's able to see that's not me. That's not my true essence. These are midas that are within me. These are kaychas that are within me. These are challenges within me. But they are, these are not my true self. And that already is a very good first step. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what we're aiming for here. To be able to see them as creations of Hashem and His infinite wisdom that has only one purpose to help us come closer to Him. Because the, the same purpose Hashem has for the creation in, in overall is the purpose that He has for every single thing in creation to enable us to come closer to Him. So anything that we are experiencing or discovering or struggling with or being made crazy by is all 
part of Hashem's creation for only this purpose, to enable us to come closer to Him. And then we have to try to find a way with a lot of good learning and a lot of good conversation and a lot of good davening. Okay. And you know, any good reaction is welcome anytime through any medium. Have a, a wonderful evening. Um, Rabbi Shmuelman, just that, yes. that, that last in the paragraph, well, could you yes. translate? Um, um, I could attempt, <laughs> but I can't promise I can do it perfectly. Who Atmo in the third line? Who Atmo Zaha in I think Zaha means he identifies. Okay. Person does not know really, it's true, does not know himself, does not understand this phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Of him being a unique individual, he just sees, you know, collections of, of, of mitzvahs, ma'isim, midas. Doesn't relate to himself as a unique being. So then he identifies himself with all these nagiyas, like as if that's me. Right. Once he recognizes, oh no, there's a person, there's a mitch. There is what is, what is with him, what is boy lover. That's like mislav. That's with him. But that is true self. It can be separation. Okay. Okay, thanks.